0: Tomorrow all the things were gone, I'd worked for all my life And I had to start again, with just my children and my wife I thank my lucky stars, to be living here today Cause the flag still stands for freedom, and they can't take that The men who died, who gave that right to me, and I gladly stand up next to you, and defend her still today, cause there ain't no doubt.
1: The lakes of Minnesota, all right. To Welcome to this week's edition of Waking Up the Outdoors at Outdoors Dan on 1350 ESPN. Brought to you in part by good friends out there at the driveway company in Grimes. If you have some separation going on in your life, yeah, we've all been there cracks, divots, craters, cosmetic looking things going on with your driveway, pivots, dents. Discoloration, you name it, it can happen. Turn my uh, headphones, bump my headphones up just a hair, will you? Thanks, buddy. Um, don't put up with that no more. Don't don't have the driveway that uh, is embarrassing to come home to. You want a driveway that looks awesome when you come home. It says "Welcome home, Dad." You know, when you get out there and you pull in, it's smooth and not bumpy. You know, don't don't use your driveway to ruin your or get your kidney stones out of you. Bah, 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 bah. Don't do that to yourself. You don't have to do that. Call the driveway company. They, they'll they send somebody out there like Nick to do a great estimate. And if you uh, think it's equitable and uh, you're happy with it, they'll send up a crew and they'll, they'll make that driveway looking brand spanking new like they did at my house. And I promise you, it will look awesome and last you for a long, long time. 515-850-1072 515-850-1072 The Driveway Company in Grimes one short call will make driving home a pleasure. How about that? Ooh. Morning Charles, good morning Chris. Every, uh, everybody watching on Facebook Live this morning? A lot of folks are deer hunting, man. Beautiful morning to be out in the stands. So, feels so good to be back home from Colorado. I tell you I love Colorado. I can't I cannot see. Hang on folks. Good morning Charles and Brant and Chris and and Tony, good morning. Good to see you. Feels so good to be back home. Uh I tell you what, it was uh it was so beautiful out there. Had the best weather. No rain whatsoever. Um it was just gorgeous. A Little windy, but uh it there was a couple of days that were just super nice to be up there and the mountain, I the mountain, I told you that mountain was going to kick my butt and it kicked my butt. It did. I'm still hurting.
2: Well, did you have to climb over walls this time? No, it wasn't walls. It was fences. Oh man!
1: That those 13 foot fences? That was back in Missouri.
2: Well, still, I mean, yeah, that's that, that. Those are pretty tall. That's a tough task. I'm exaggerating
1: the height of the fence a little bit. They were probably six, seven foot. Well, I
2: doubled down. I'd say they 26 feet. <laughs> I'd, I'd keep up with it.
1: Yeah, turkey hunting. I'm telling you, crossing fences. Uh you know, it's just, uh, it was all legal. I had permission to be there, but it was just kind of crazy. But Colorado was just, it was just awesome. The I did better than I thought I would do, but it's still, I was huffing and a puffing. It was, uh, it was amazing. But uh, I, I never, I tell you, we hit, I hit the rut just right. It was amazingly beautiful. The Elks were bugling. Uh, I got out there Wednesday, Wednesday afternoon. I, I left to Tuesday left Des Moines on Tuesday, spent the night at Triple H Outfitters in Kansas and had dinner with Hilly and Connie. And then uh, I stayed there at the lodge and then I left at 5 in the morning. Got out to Colorado, was a 7-hour drive. Got out to where I'm hunting at and uh, I was there by noon, 12.30. Just had time to unpack everything, get my camera gear and then Donovan wanted to get me on the mountain. So I went and did an afternoon set for like 6 hours. Um, on, and the stand, uh, it was a, it's a wallow. So it's a natural ground blind. You're sitting on the ground, but it's absolutely gorgeous folks. I mean, um, if you go check out my Facebook page, I put some stuff, I put some pics on there and uh, you'll see it on respect the game TV when it airs next, uh, probably air in either November, December, or January. It'd it, it be in that time frame, I would guess, but, um, it was just gorgeous. And, uh, I didn't see anything or hear anything the first set second morning or the first morning, second set, I was out there and I'm just sitting there and it was windy. And, uh, the, the, basically, um, the ridge, the top of the ridge is behind me and I'm in these really small, like four foot, five foot pine trees that are behind me. Um, and I'm, I've got Donovan built a natural ground blind and I've got about a 26 yard shot to the wallow. Wallow is a spring, a water hole that the elk will go in there and roll around in. And uh, when they're rutting, you know, they tend to use them quite a bit. And so I was all, it was, it was perfect. The wind was in my, my favor. And then I don't know about eight 39 o'clock. I hear, I hear a bugle and I am and it was behind me and I'm sitting there going, well, that's not too far away, you know? So I turned the camera on and I kind of positioned it towards the wallow and my bow is sitting to my right. And I just happened to look over my shoulder, and I'm not exaggerating. I, all I seen was antlers. This elk had come in. It was so windy, he must have bugled away from me. But he had to have been within 30 yards of me when he bugled. And I turned around, he's 10 yards behind me in these pines. And this, this elk is a 1,000-pound animal. I mean, it's like, it's like the biggest thing I've ever seen in my life on the hoof, sitting on the ground. And I can't move because he's right there. And so I'm sitting there trying to be still. He walks right by me and goes to the left towards like he's going to go to the wallow. And I, I don't, I just put my hand on the tripod. I just moved my hand like an inch. And then that elk just turned and looked at me. And he's just, and I couldn't move anymore. I couldn't move the camera. I couldn't get the camera on him. My, I couldn't get my bow on him. And he just stood there for like, seemed like a minute. It was probably 10 or 15 seconds, but the wind was swirling a little bit. And, uh, he finally caught my scent and he didn't run off. He didn't know what was up. He knew something was up, but he didn't know what it was. And he kind of looked at it and then he just kind of trotted off. And I got, I grabbed the camera real quick and I got about four or five seconds of footage of him. And I'm telling you what, that was the biggest thing I've ever seen in my life in 33 years of bow hunting. It was just flat out awesome. Even though I didn't get a shot, it was awesome, and it was a seven by seven. And uh, good morning, Anthony. Here, let me say hi to everybody. Oh, guys, I tell you, I can't. I am gonna have to get readers one of these days. Uh, Doctor Yegi, uh, yeah, Doctor Yegi, uh, Rick, Matt, Nate, Stephen, uh, John, Kenny, Doctor Yegi. Good morning, Tim. Hope you feel better, Tim. Tony, Sherry, Todd, Jeff, Mark. Uh, Arkansas Avenger. Good morning, everybody. That's every, I think I got everybody caught up there. So, so anyway, um, but anyway, they. Uh,
2: <laughs> what's the matter, Andrew? What's over there, Porky? Uh you know what? That always gets me. What's that? <laughs> anyway, but anyway, <laughs> uh, it's the little things in life.
1: Yeah. So that so he he got he he crosses the creek in front of me, goes up on the other side about forty five yards. I don't have a shot. Any bugles, so he wasn't that spooked, but it was it was like I said, it was one of the most awesome experiences I've ever had. It's not always about the shot. It's a, so the next day I went out and I sat fourteen hours, had a couple L come in behind me, but the wind the wind was just I had my Zonics running, I you know I sprayed down with my Lethal Dirt Spray, which is some of the best stuff on the market, hands down, and they still sending me they they skirted the the wallow, they wouldn't come in, so. Um, I'm sitting there with Donovan. Donovan comes in about one o'clock, and uh, he he was getting ready to go on Friday. This was Thursday, so he goes, "I'll come up there and sit with you." And I said, "Well, that'd be awesome." So Donovan's there for maybe two hours at the most, and he gets a text. And Ty Biggs, who is uh, Paul Biggs from the Respect the Game TV show, Paul Hunter Biggs. That's that's Ty's uh, Paul brother, and or uh, yeah. Whatever, how that, they're brothers. Let me just say it like that. So anyway, he gets a text. He goes, Donovan, can you come out? We shot a raghorn. Now, a raghorn is not a a, a really big elk, right? But I was happy for him. So I said, well, just go ahead and take care of those guys. I'm set up. I'm, I'm okay. If something happens, I'll call you. And uh, so I sat there for the rest of the night. And I heard my four-wheeler uh, zip in and zip out because I figured, well, I figured they left me. So, um, anyway, long story short, I, I pack everything out and, uh, I get out to, uh, the four wheeler. It's not my four wheeler. Donovan left me Steve's four wheeler, which I would rather have mine, but, uh, that's fine. I I figured they all left and was quartering the deer or the elk and, you know, processing and everything out. So I take off at six miles back to the lodge. Right. So I take off and I get to where, um, they had, You remember I told you they had all these rains or snow? They had all that major snow. Well, they had rain, too, and the roads were just a mess. I mean, there's big old holes and rocks. Uh, there was a car, a Kia car, a whole car sucked into the dirt road where it it, it buried it. Really? Yeah, a brand new car, Don't and I they have... couldn't get it out. Yeah, oh. so we had to drive by that every day. And it's like, you know, it's you're like this in the Polaris you, because the rock, the riprap and stuff, it was horrible. It was like, I mean, it about jarred your teeth. Dr. Yege, my feelings might actually be loose. But anyway, I'm telling you, it was crazy. But uh, on, what the the county came in and put these concrete dividers up so you couldn't drive in and out. But we had a key. They put a, ro- uh, a log cable, a long cable through. So you had to take the, I couldn't get the lock on the last one. I couldn't get the lock open. And I was so ticked, man. It's like, Steve, I'm here. I call Steve. So Steve's on his way out over here. And then Donovan pulls in behind me in my Polaris. And he goes, uh, "I knew, he goes, see, I told you he'd be here. I told you he couldn't get that lock. I said, well, you didn't give me the right key, moron. He goes, yes, I did. Give me them keys. He went over there and, zip, 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 and he got the key open. I said, "I hate you, I hate you, I hate you." So I couldn't get the lock open. I, I, I jiggled that thing. I, I, uh, I was, I was, I was so tired, man. I was just like, Ugh. So anyway, we get back to the lodge, and I, uh, they go, "There's Ty's, uh there's Ty's elk in the back of the thing before." And so I said, "Really?" So I walk back. It's not a raghorn. It's one of the biggest elk I've ever seen in my life. He shot a, what's called a, a, um, I think it was a a seven by seven, but it's crowns or brow tines were just, they were over 12, 13 inches long. It scored 330 inches. I mean, that's how big that elk was. I mean, it was one of the biggest thing I've ever seen in my life. So I gave him a big high five and, you know, no social distancing. We were high fiving and stuff because we're out in the country. It's just us. And, uh, anyway, long story short, got back to camp and it was just, I couldn't sleep at night. Cause man, it's just like, I know there's alcohol around and then, uh, and they're calling you. Oh, it was crazy. And then I, we sat, so the next morning Donovan's gone and he goes, so we're eating dinner like at nine 30 that night. And Donovan goes, uh, tomorrow Travis is going to take you. So Paul, Paul and I are, um, Paul and I, well, I think we missed the day, didn't we? Yeah, Paul and I sat the next day because Travis was our tie was done, so Paul and I sat that the bucket stand one more day, and um, we had a couple five by fives come in behind us, but they wouldn't commit. The wind was the wind was just totally messed up for us, so we didn't do any good. So uh, on Friday, let's see Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, was it Saturday? Might have been Saturday. I think it was Saturday. Saturday, I yeah Saturday we went with uh, Travis. I think I got this right, folks. It's all a blur now. So anyway, Ty goes with us because he didn't want to spend just sit in camp. So he, so I had Ty filming, I had Paul filming. Travis was doing the the guiding. So we we walk, we drive in, and we we got to walk forever. And we go to this place called Three Rocks, which is the very like the very pinnacle of the top of the, the mountains where we're at. And I'm telling you, we get there, we leave at three in the morning. That's 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 how early we had to get up because it was such a such a long walk. So we get out there and we're packing everything in. I don't carry my pack. I'm I wimped out. I said, if I'm not filming, all I'm carrying is my bow. So I took my bow. What did I take? I took a water, my bow, and my rangefinder. That's all I took. So um sprayed down at the Polaris and everything, and uh we got we got out to three rocks and we're just sitting there and it's so windy. I mean, it's like pfft, gale force winds, you know. I said this is going to blow, man. This is just not going to work. So, um we, we don't hear anything and then daybreak starts coming up over the mountain. So Travis goes, well, "There's a flat up here. We're going to walk up this incline and I go, "Well, there you go. That's going to kill me." So, <laughs> we get up on the we get up on that flat and we're sitting there and all of a sudden we see five elk about 160 yards come out on onto this lip. So Travis starts cow calling meow, meow, and uh, it's, I don't know if they heard us or not. It was so windy, but they turned around and went into this thick stuff to the right. So we kind of sneak up closer to that because we figured they're going to be milling around. Cause this is their bedding area. We're in their bedroom. We went in their bedroom. That's how close we got to these out and there's elk stuff everywhere. There's rubs, there's elk poop, poo. I mean, it was all fresh. I mean, you could smell the elk. That's how, that's how awesome this was. So we get up into this flat and, uh, we're set up and we hear popping when elk, when elk walk, they'll break big sticks and you know, you'll hear pop, pop, pop. And, uh, so anyway, we're sitting there set up and I kind of go in front of them and they're all behind me with the cameras and we're just sitting there waiting, and all of a sudden, about forty-five yards behind us, we hear another bugle. We all turn around at the same time, and there's one of the biggest elk I've ever seen with like twenty cows coming right in behind us. If we would have just stayed where we were, we would have been right in the thick of them. But this this cow, this bull, was running his cows right there by us. I mean, he's trying to herd them and keep them in. It was it was really cool, and um. Uh, Anyway, let me, let me take a break. When we come back, I'll finish the story. But I'm telling you what. It was one of the most exciting days of my life. Besides my kids being born, marrying my wife, uh, I, and maybe a couple other things, it was one of the most exciting things I've ever, I've ever done. So we'll be right back, and I'll finish the story on 1350
3: ESPN. It's Outdoors Dan on 1350 ESPN. Somewhere.
4: There's a big umbrella casting shade. All right, welcome back
1: VHG. to Waking Up the Outdoors at Outdoors Dan on 1350 ESPN. We are live streaming on Facebook. If you go look up uh, Outdoors Dan or Dan Young, you'll be able to hit my Facebook live. Good morning to everybody who's watching us there. Tom, Charles, Steve. Steve Bush is watching us. So, So anyway, long story short. Uh, we're up on that flat. We got that giant elk running cows all over behind us. I mean, I'm shaking this thing's, this thing's huge. And then another bull comes up behind them and, uh, I, we, we just sit there and we kind of, we just kind of sit there and then they finally just go up, up the, up that little lip and go back down and they're up on top of the, the very top of the mountain. So we all kind of moved closer to where they came up. We decided to get in the more of the middle. And, uh, Travis is calling and then that, that elk is up there just running around. He's, he comes in, comes out that bull, but he's not going to leave those cows and those cows, those cows are not going to come back. So I, and I, I told the guys, I said, listen, I got, I had a cow like at 40 yards and I I said, and Paul's going over, Dan, Dan, And I'm going, Paul, I see the cow. It's okay. Shh. Well, what I didn't realize, I was watching that cow that was in front of me at forty yards. If I would have looked to the left, I had another bull come in that I didn't see or hear. I told you it was a little windy. I th- I didn't see or hear it, and I could have shot him, and he was a giant. And they're just they're just they can't believe I don't see the bull, but I did I didn't. And then because I'm watching that cow in front of me, and then I'm watching the bull up up on top of the lip. So anyway, those they that 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 big bull goes in front of us. There's another chunk chunk of timber and dead right in front of us. So he goes into there. So we all kind of get together real quick, and they tell me how I messed up again. And then Travis goes, "Why didn't you shoot that first bull?" I said, "He was 65, 70 yards, and it was. I'm not going to. I don't want to shoot that far if it's that windy. I, you know, for you know here, you know, folks, listen. I I'm a I I don't want to brag. I'm not I'm not I I don't like to brag. I, but." I'm a very competent shot up to 60, 70 yards. I mean, I can group within an inch or two with a broadhead. I mean, I, I can put it right there. But on a live animal at that distance, in any type of wind, I'm not going to take that shot. I'm just not. Because if I would mess up and wound that animal, I would never get over it. I just, it would eat me up. And I'm not going to do that to myself. And I'm not going to do that to the animal. I got too much respect for the animals that I'm hunting to do that. Now that's me. I'm not putting my ethics on anybody else. If someone else is competent and they they want to take that shot, then, you know, if you know you can make it. <laughs> oh, Rick. Uh I you know, God bless you. I it's just for me, I I I just that's that's my that's just the way I roll. So anyway, so we we all get together and we're kind of just sitting there and and we're going to we're going to stay there cuz we're in the honey hole. And uh, long story short, we sat there and about 20 minutes later, I see Paul raise his glasses up, his his vortex optics, and uh he sees the he sees a big bull up on that lip again. So Travis starts cow calling. Well, he comes in there, there's grass up there, they're eating grass. And Paul or uh Travis hits his cow call and he does an estrus cow He goes, ow, 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 ow. And that that bull raises his head. And he, he turns and he starts heading our way. So I'm up 25 yards in front of him and I'm, I'm in these two, I'm standing up. I'm in these two big trees and I'm just standing behind the tree and I could see that elk coming. His rack is just getting bigger and bigger and bigger as he gets closer. So I'm sitting there ranging different trees. So I I, I kind of have an idea where he's at and he's coming, he's coming and, Next thing I know, he disappears behind the tree in front of me. So I go ahead and I go to full draw. I just go ahead and go to full draw. Now I got my Elite Cure with me. And I can hold that. You know, you can say what you want about Elite. I love Elite. I've been with them five, six years. They're great bows. I was with Matthews for 18 years. Matthews is a great company. So is Elite. I love their bows. And, you know, I I know some people, uh, what do you shoot an Elite for? Well, this is exactly why I shoot an Elite. So I go to full draw. And that elk stops. Now, I'm at full draw, and I'm standing. I got the trees right in front of me. I'm, I'm trying to do this with the mic. I got the tree right in front of me so the elk can't see me. And I can see one side of the antlers. So the elk, he, he turns, and he's coming this way. So I just got to wait till he starts to bugle or does something so I can just turn. And I'm at full draw for, I know, for a minute or so. And I'm not shaking. I'm, I mean, I'm pumped. And that elk finally stops. He's about 26, 27 yards, and he starts to bugle. As soon as he's got to have into that bugle, man, I put that... I said, okay, he's 25, 26, I'm going to shoot him for 26 yards. I put that 26-yard gap right behind his shoulder. And that arrow smacks in. Just, just, I smoked him. And uh, he, he turned around and ran up the ridge and into that thick stuff where the meller elk ran into. And, uh... And that that was it, man. It was over that. I'm telling you what it was. Um, it was one of the most incredible things I've ever had ex- happen to me. And I've shot an up one elk before I've been nine times, but to have a big bull come in like that, screaming and, uh, you're right there on the ground with them. Wasn't just flat out amazing. And to get it all on, on tape. So you'll be able to see it on the show was just the gravy on the biscuit. And, uh, and I'll be honest with you. Well, you know what? I'm not going to tell you what happened when we found him. I'll, you watch the show. But I'm going to tell you it was it was 100% real and uh it, I I am just I I wish Donovan would have been there with us. That would have that would have been the only thing that would have made it super better. Uh but Travis, Crowley and Paul Biggs and Ty Biggs, um I'm glad you guys were there with me to share that and uh I'll remember that the rest of my life. And it was just awesome. I wish y'all could have been there with me, to be honest with you. It was, if you have never been elk hunting, you got to go at least once in your lifetime. I don't care if you're a rifle hunter, if you're, if you're a bow hunter whatever, you got to go do it at least once. I've been nine times and I've shot two and it's still, I mean, the odds are not in your favor. Now, right. If you're gun hunting, the odds go up a little bit more for you, but, uh, I'm telling you what folks, it's one of the, it's one of the it's one of the most religious experiences you'll ever have in your life. And, uh, you know, I, I thank the Lord for the, for the elk. And I thank the elk for, uh, his sacrifice and, uh, man, what a, what a hunt. It was awesome. You know, so went from the lowest to lows when my dog, when Muzzy went away and, uh, I, I'm telling you, <clears throat> I'm getting a little choked up, but, uh It was awesome. So uh, there, I hope it was worth the the conclusion there. So, Oh, and I had a bear come in. Paul and I were sitting there. Paul again, one more time. Every time I sit on this, on this wallow, I have a bear within 15 yards of me. Paul and I are sitting there and it's the middle of the day. Pop, 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 pop. And Paul and I, you know, Paul's over there to my right filming and, uh, it's behind a circle on us. And, uh, I look over. Here come a big old black bear. Only it was a it was a chocolate. It was a color phase. And he stops right there and looks at me and Paul. No bear tag. And I, you know, it's like Paul looks at me. and goes, "That's a bear." I said, "Yeah, that's a bear." And then he just kind of took off when he smelled us. But uh, every time I sit there, I've got a bear within ten, 10 fifteen yards of me. It's amazing. Oh, unbelievable. All right, seven thirty and some change. Let me let me stay on time. We'll be back with the big red machine from Sportsman's Warehouse here on Sportsman's Warehouse here on the Big Five. Where am I at? I, I'm so discombobulated. Just pick one. Just you know, it's not <laughs> it's not the St. Louis station. It's not Sportsman's Warehouse I'm I'm all shook up from just telling you the outcome. You live here. Yeah. It, we're we'll be right back on thirteen fifty ESPN. <laughs>
3: This is Outdoors Dan on Des Moines Sports Leader
0: 1350 ESPN. All right, welcome back to
3: Waking
1: Up the Outdoors at Outdoors Dan on 1350 ESPN. Our big old Red segments on the line. You know, he finally went to work. Took would take him days off. Is
4: that you there, Big Red?
1: Taking days off? Yeah, you've been on the last month. You you know all these vacations. Because you're, you're taking days off. Buddy. I didn't take any days off. I was I was working.
4: Uh, I was I was about ready to give you a raise, but I'm. Just, you're gonna give you me a raise?
1: That. I I need a raise, man. I do. You need, you need something? I <laughs> I need a lot of things. <laughs> I need a lot of things, so I'm waiting for Andrew to get uh, everything set. And then I got to put you in the other studio here. All right, folks. Uh, Andrew is taking you to the other side. So uh, how was your, uh, what was you doing last week? You were moving something or doing, what What was you doing? No, I was here. Oh, you were here. Well, why didn't you do the show? Well, I should have. You uh, should have just came in and done the show with Andrew. I would have been okay I with should've. that. Yeah. I mean, how worse, how more <laughs> worse could it be?
4: <laughs> it's how good would it have been, man? Come on.
1: <laughs> you know what I, I, I realized today? I have a seminar at 10 o'clock there at the store. Did you know that? Yeah, it's all set up for you. Is it all set up? Okay, now here's, well, the, here's the deal, folks. Here's the deal. you got to go upstairs now because of the the regulations. I didn't know that the last time we did a seminar. We just did it in the back of the back room like we we're, we're always did. So when you come to the store... How do they get upstairs? They take the elevator or just walk the steps or what?
4: No, you just go back through the receiving opening there and there's a staircase.
1: Oh, I got you. So just come upstairs. Take take you right on
4: up. All right. I'll be there
1: at 10 o'clock talking about early season deer tactics. So, and for the first couple of people to come out, I've got uh, my little deer processing certificates to give away. So there you go. And if whatever else I can scrounge up in my truck or borrow from Don to give away. So, uh, man, I, I, I tell you what, I did it. I, we got, finally got an elk. It's been seven, eight years since I got the last one.
4: It's quite the feeling, isn't it?
1: Oh, uh, I'm telling you, man. Wait till you see the TV show. I don't want to spoil it, but, uh, I think everybody's going to be pretty touched. So I was touched. But
4: being out when the elk of um, uh, you know, being from Arizona, that's something that we maybe take for granted a little bit because we hear it so often, but, um, it, it'll raise the hair on the back of your neck it's just a neat thing
1: man i don i've been hunting a long time and to have an animal that to have an i had a seven by seven come in ten yards behind me and i he snuck in on me that's a thousand pound animal they have that yep. at ten, you know ten yards and you're sitting on the ground I'll never forget that as long as i live that was that was incredible
4: they are impressive animals
1: yep they are so what are you up to man Oh, about six three. Are you six three? You taller than me? That's good. I think I'm shrinking. To be honest with you, I know I'm shrinking after carrying that elk out, man. And I, I, hey, I want to say thank you to Paul, Ty, and Travis because they packed out all the meat. I, I helped uh, press it and and uh, hold the capes and, the, and and you know the everything else. But I couldn't those I couldn't lift the, the quarters. I couldn't pack them out. They were too heavy. So those guys did all that, so I, I'd still be up on the mountain if it was just me. People yeah. have no idea how hard that is, I and I've got to get a frame pack. Don't go elk hunting without getting a frame pack. I didn't have a frame pack. There's no way I could have carried that stuff out.
4: That is important. That's a good piece
1: of equipment. Oh, my gosh. That's crazy. Well, good for you. Yeah. very happy for you yeah and i got the milo locker coming up at eight o'clock we're going to talk about proper field care for your deer how to field dress and you know what to do and that and you know it all starts in the field Don, that elk meat's going to be incredible because uh i'm telling you
4: well that's absolutely true i mean you you really want to if you're a responsible hunter take take good care of the meat that you've harvested yeah um and, and never letting it just go to waste and and so that's a that's a great comment and and uh, that's certainly something we should all be aware of when we're out in the field hunting.
1: Yeah. Hey, the phone number is two four four thirteen fifty two four four thirteen fifty. I apologize, folks. I should have told you that earlier. Um, no, you get. Yeah, you, I mean, you just, a lot of people, Don, they don't think about that. If you, what well, you know, if you get your success rate with a bow is like nine percent. I mean, it's it's incredibly low. You know, but I mean, that's when the work starts. Is when you get an, when you get when you get your animal down. That's when the real fun starts. It took us. It took us three hours to process that deer on the mountain, or the elk. That that was just incredible.
4: They are. I mean, if you if you've never field dressed an elk, um, it, uh, field dressing a deer might be good practice. But just the size of these animals and the huge amount of meat that you can that you can realize off of a carcass is is just incredible.
1: Yeah, it's crazy. It really is. I'm telling you. So, hey, what's going on at the store besides me being there at ten o'clock?
4: You know what's? Uh, we're having fun like usual. We ha- we still have our mid season hunt going on until tomorrow, um, so it's a good chance if you if you're looking for a, a shot gunner, or, or a tree stand, or some optics. You know, it's a good good time to come in and see what what we can out- fit you with.
1: Yeah, and then uh, waterfowl. The waterfowlers have been in there buying shells left and right.
4: They certainly have, and we actually have some decoys on sale as well. So the waterfowlers will take care of them.
1: Yeah, it should be a good waterfowl season. I mean, I've been hearing good things from my waterfowl buddies.
4: Oh, waterfowl, upland, upland game birds, everything uh, upland, that I've heard.
1: Uplands going to be up thirty-five percent from last year.
4: Isn't that great?
1: Mm-hmm. No, it's a wonderful thing. I'm telling you, it
4: is.
1: Can't wait for October first to get here.
4: Gonna
1: be a good season. Oh, I'm telling you, it's it's really gonna be good. I cannot wait to get in a tree stand next week. It's gonna be a good feeling. All right, big boy, where can they find you?
4: Well, like always, just off the 35 exit 90, right across the street from the Rock at Carl Chevrolet.
1: There you go, and the store opens at nine. Nine
4: o'clock.
1: Nine o'clock. I'll be there at ten.
4: You have a great day, Dan. Well,
1: I will. You gonna you gonna come over and say hi? Why wouldn't I? Uh, well, just asking. All right, I'll be there with my <laughs> coffee cup. Thank you, buddy. Thank you. See you later. There he goes, Big Red from Sportsman's Warehouse. Seven forty-two and some change. Let me take another quick break. Andrew, we are—we right, need a break, or we got time. We can break. We'll be right back on thirteen fifty
3: ESPN. You're listening to Outdoors Dad on thirteen fifty ESPN.
0: All right,
1: welcome back to Waking Up the Outdoors at Outdoors Dan on 1350 ESPN. I want to say hi to my, my dentist, Dr. Yagy. I'm moving Monday, and, I you know, how often can you get your dentist to come over and help you move? No way. I, uh, Dr. Yagy, he's going to be over there helping me move. I'm going to be able
2: to meet Dr. Yagy.
1: You're going to get to be able to meet the man, the, lift, the myth, the legend, Dr. Yegi. Maybe Dr. TJ, too. I don't know yet. No he, he's supposed to call me, so... Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Obi-Wan Kenobi Yegi, man, he's going to use the force to lift all the stuff up and throw it right into the trailer. I was
2: going to say, if he doesn't do Uh, some Jedi mind trick or, you know, if he doesn't bring a lightsaber, I'm going to be disappointed.
1: Man, I hate moving. I hate moving. I've been packing and, you know, I've been trying to do a little here and a little there and it's like I'm pitching. I don't need that.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Why do I have this? You just. I think it's more a matter you don't want to take it over. <laughs> I so. don't.
1: I'm, I'm. It's just crazy. And Realtor Rob, Realtor Rob is going to be there. You'll get to see Realtor Rob. Realtor no Rob is helping. It's going to yeah. be a good day. I'm telling you, man. When you got you know you got the you got the people from the show helping you move. So uh, it's going to be a good time. Uh, sponsor of the week is mobile repair companies. If you got dings, dents, scrapes, uh, chint chip paint, uh, torn upholstery. Just go on Facebook and look up mobile repair companies, or go online, and uh, you will be able to find those guys. And they've been helping major uh, car dealerships and folks for a long, long time here in Central Iowa. Good, good folks too. Uh, just tell them outdoors Dan sent you. Mobile repair companies, even your wheel, your uh, your wheels, even your rims and stuff. You get uh, rim rash or anything like that, they can even help you with that in most cases. Uh, it's amazing what they do, and they do a good job. I mean, they have to if a lot of the big dealerships are using them for when uh, they get busy. Well, you don't have to wait for it. They'll come to you, um, or they can come and make an appointment and pick it up, and uh, that's why they're call they called mobile repair companies. Check them out. All right, some facilities at Pleasant Creek State Recreation Area will reopen uh, following the duration. How do you say that stupid storm? Duratio? Derecho. Derecho? Derecho. Why don't they just call it the mighty wind? You know, they'd be so much easier for Well, people. because
2: I, I'm sure that somebody has the mighty wind uh, that's not necessarily so Bi- fruitful.
1: Big wind, property damage all over. You know, come on, man. Why make it so difficult?
2: Someone could trademark that too easy, I guess.
1: What, the mighty wind? The
2: mighty wind. Yeah, I don't know.
1: Campgrounds, cabins, shelters are now open at Pleasant Creek State Recreation Area following the derecho in early August. The trails and the beach remain closed as well as the lodge as DNR staff continue to work diligently to clean up the damage left by August's big wind. Lake McBride State Park is partially open at this time with the shelters and boat ramps being accessible. The uh, campgrounds and lodge will remain closed until further notice. Contractors are scheduled to remove large hanging tree limbs that pose a serious danger to visitors in the park. That'd be a good idea. Those areas of the park will remain closed to any visitors. Uh, Palisades uh, up in Lynn County remains closed until further notice. The DNR directly will contact anyone with reservations that are impacted by the closure of these parks. Uh, DNR staff continue to clear damage and make sure necessary. Ooh, I got a trail cam picture. Here, hang on for a minute come on big buck big buck big buck big buck no whammies come on big buck
2: no he's not at the crap stable he is actually looking at his trail <laughs> camera
1: <laughs> it's a coyote man oh well look at that stupid coyote
2: that's like the equivalent of rolling a seven or
1: something uh, you just stay right there mister you're going down i got turkeys though i got turkeys There oh, you go. i love that reveal tactic cam reveal man i love getting pictures uh anyway, where was I? Uh, uh yeah, DNR is going to take care of the uh, the facility, so. Uh if you missed the uh, the show uh, last week or the week before, uh the surveys in Iowa completed their annual roadside fersent pheasant, fersent, fersent. I like that. Let's call them fersents. Uh survey is great news for uh, hunters statewide. Iowa average 20.2 birds per 30-mile route. That's up significantly from 2019 with six of the nine survey regions averaging more than 20 pheasants per route. That's the most since 2007. So you should expect to have um, and expect a significantly better pheasant numbers in 2020. Mr. shoots, Mr. Todd, he's our upland wildlife biologist for the Iowa D and Department of Natural Resources, said pheasant hunting this fall could be some of the best the state has been seeing in a decade. How about that? We had those mild winter temperatures and little snowfall, and it worked out. I'm excited. You should, are you excited? I'm excited. You should be excited. 244-1350, 244-1350 if you want to call in. Iowa's pheasant season opens up October 31st, runs through January 10th. Iowa's quail season is going to go October 31st through January 31st. Partridge to October 10th through the 31st. Iowa's rabbit season is September 5th. It's open now through February 28th. If you want to get them rabbits. Uh, Don't forget about that Dunn's Brothers coffee, folks. I'm sitting here enjoying some of that right now, that Outdoors Dan Whitetail blend. If you go in there and buy a one or two pound bag, every, every time you buy one, you get a free coffee while you're waiting. Tell them Outdoors Dan said I get a free coffee if I buy a bag of coffee. You'll get a free coffee or drink. All right? And if that wasn't good enough, and, you know, you're buying some outstanding coffee. I'm sitting here drinking it right now. Can you hear that? It's awesome. Uh, and if that wasn't good enough, a part of your sale is going to go back to the Animal Rescue League now through Christmas. So let's raise some money for the, for the critters at the ARL, will you? Uh, and Dunn's Brothers, they're over there on University out there by Waukee. Can't miss them. It's over there by Central Standard Restaurant. Can't Can't miss it. Ba, 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 ba. Okay, we got Daryl from the Milo Locker coming up. Uh, Andrew's over there having a conversation. I don't know what we're doing.
2: Well, are we talking to somebody?
1: No. Okay. All right. I don't know what that's about.
2: They were uh, a little shy to come on, but uh, they appreciate appreciate they just they appreciate what you're talking about. They like to hear your stories from uh, from Colorado. Oh, well, that's
1: nice of them. Thank you. Appreciate that.
2: Why are they too shy to come on the radio? Uh, you know what? Uh, next time, if they call back, I'll ask them. Yeah,
1: well, just if I can do it, anybody can do it. Come on.
2: <laughs> uh, I think you've been at it a little bit longer than they have.
1: 25 years this year. Wow. Oh. 25 years. No, wait a minute. 24 years. 24 years this no- next month, November.
2: If you round up, it's 25.
1: Well, I don't know. I hard to believe that mediocrity can last that long. <laughs> huh? That's a long time, man.
2: And you're on a TV show.
1: Yeah. Well, that's the rumor. <laughs> we haven't seen it yet. They did put me on the Respect the Game TV website. I am on the website. There you go. Yeah. There's something.
2: You're making it in the world, now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited, man. That elk hunt's going to be awesome. Oh, uh, let's see. Da-da-da. I told you about that. We're going to... I told you about that. Uh... I think I'm all caught up. We got Daryl from the Milo Locker coming up here in a few minutes. We're going to talk about field care and their brand new facility and what they got to offer all the hunters this year. I got my elk, I got my I tell you what, I got home, hugged Jenny, hugged the dog, and uh and uh started unpacking a little bit. I was wiped, man. That's that's a lot of driving. And uh the next morning, no, I apologize. I, before I even got home, I I went to the Milo Walker first. I dropped off the elk meat first. I had that in that 165 quart grizzly cooler. That elk, that cooler was so full of meat, folks. I couldn't lift it. I couldn't move it. Daryl Jr. and another guy had to move it. I couldn't do it. I go, guys, I'm not even gonna try. I'll have a hernia. That thing was. That thing had to been over 300 pounds of meat. And the and that cooler is not hip You know, that's not light by itself. And then I had all and I had Arctic ice in there and yeah i got that got that meat mission accomplished i said and she came over and says well what do you want and i said well what do you got and she goes with the 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 elk how do you want it and i said i want four roasts i want elk burger elk steaks i want my back straps the back straps i'm not exaggerating they're 100 yards long no they're not I'm exaggerating
2: <laughs> you just said you're not exaggerating
1: well, I got embellished a little bit. I mean, come on. I'm You know, that's the part of being in the outdoors. You know, I caught a fish this big, you know. <laughs> so anyway, but uh, some of the best, biggest backstraps I've ever seen in my life. Uh, I told him I wanted those butterfly and chop, but I wanted a quarter of it saved because I got to give a quarter of it to Hilly. I promised Hilly some backstrap. And then my tenderloins were like two feet long. And uh, man, so I, I, I'm going to be eating I'm going to be eating fine on the, fine, fine, fine for a long time, hopefully. And then I got a bunch of snack sticks made. I got the elk and cheddar and uh, the honey barbecue and then elk sausage. So, but uh, Angie called me yesterday. She said I had over 80 pounds, 83 pounds of just ground elk. Yeah. 83 pounds, buddy. You know how much elk chili that's going to be?
2: You'll fill yourself for winter.
1: Oh my gosh. That'll last me at least a year. I'm telling you, I won't have to buy I won't have to buy any food for a while. I'm excited. All right, seven fifty-seven and some change. Let's take a real quick break and when we come back. Big D from the Milo Locker will be joining us here on thirteen fifty ESPN. We'll be right back.
3: It's Outdoors Dan on
5: 1350 ESPN. In the world that I grew up in, their faucet hairdo days, All right, welcome back to hour
1: number two of Waking Up the Outdoors at Outdoors Dan. This hour is brought to you in part by our good friends over at Elite Archery. Have you taken the shootability challenge yet? If you haven't, why not? I took the shootability challenge when I was elk hunting. I drew back and held that bow comfortably for over a minute before I shot, and I put that arrow home. Bam! I heard the shwack. Yeah, it wasn't an attack. I gave it the shwack. That's right.
4: (laughs) Thank you. Thank you very much.
1: I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, I'll be here all week. Try the oak. Oh, man, I tell you. No, go take that, uh, the cure... That Cure, if you have not tried the Cure, um, you got to shoot the Cure. That's what I'm shooting. And it's got that new set technology. You can actually take a bow, that bow out of the box without even pressing it and tune it within four or five shots. It's amazing with that new set technology. Uh, and uh, don't forget about uh, they've got that. they got the ASIM Tri-Track uh, system cams that you can change the draw length to even a quarter of an inch. You can dial in your draw length like never before. And if you're hunting on a budget, the Ember. Go check out the, that that Elite Ember. It's four ninety nine, and it's got machined aluminum pockets, the same limbs that I got on my thousand dollar cure. And it's I wouldn't I would not be afraid to shoot that bow. It's that good of a performing bow. Plus, it goes from ten to 60, 50, 60 pounds, and it goes from a fifteen inch draw to a thirty or twenty nine inch draw with all in the same bow. You don't have to change mods or anything. It's all done with the cam system. And you buy that bow, if you buy it for your son, your daughter, um, as they grow, you'll never have to buy them another bow. Lifetime warranty on it. Is, that's the Elite Ember. You can go check them out at Archery Field and Sports or Sportsman's Warehouse. All right, let's go ahead over to the phones. The man, the myth, the legend, Big D, the, the bearded one is on the phone. How you doing there, buddy?
5: Hey, top of the morning to ya.
1: Did you Okay, I got to ask. How's my elk doing?
5: You know we got him all worked up yesterday and your uh, snack sticks uh, the went in last night and we got them out of the smokehouse and they're in the cooler. Really? Yep.
1: Wow. We don't
5: have your summer sausage cooked yet, but
1: Well, I told we got
5: you. both of the snack sticks cooked. So oh.
1: So how many packs of snack sticks did I get there, Daryl?
5: Oh man, you're putting me on the spot. I think you got like 26 26 cheddar and 20 honey barbecue
1: something Ooh, like that that'll last me for a while won't
5: it yeah, yeah. Yes,
1: yeah yeah and uh and he, and your beautiful bride called me and told me i had like 80 80 pounds of elk rind
5: yeah yeah yeah, were, yeah and that's all packaged and in the freezer with your steaks and your roast and uh hey, thanks for uh taking me onto the mountain and uh letting me sit at the wallow with you this morning and go to the lift that was that was really neat i I uh, I enjoyed hearing that, and I look forward to seeing that on the uh, Respect the Game TV.
1: Yeah, you know, and I don't know if a lot of people know this or not, but you and Andrew are actually sponsors of the show. So you know, you've been you've been partnering with me on this radio show for almost twenty years now. Can you believe that you've been stuck with me for almost twenty years?
5: <laughs> it's been great. You know, I wondered why those gray things are on my chin
1: anymore
5: (laughs) (laughs) it must be the 20 years of sneaking up on me
1: yeah i'm telling you man we're getting old daryl you know it's a blessing we're getting old hey uh i'm uh, you know it's uh no you need to go i know you guys have been talking about going elk hunting you guys got to go out there sometime you know and you know donovan really well we got to get You know, listen, I can't guarantee you're going to get a shot, but every time I go out there, I'm always got elk around me. And, I mean, I that big one came in on me the first uh, that first full day. I didn't even get to draw my bow back, and I tell you what, I shook for 20 minutes.
5: You know, just the excitement of seeing an animal and being that close and that majestic and large, it just, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. It's just that you guys would love that, you know? So, uh that is some
5: beautiful country.
1: Oh, no, it's 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 pretty, man. It just it it makes it makes it all worthwhile. God's good, isn't he? I'm telling.
5: Amen. You. Amen.
1: Yeah, hey, uh so getting back to my elk meat.
5: Yeah. <laughs>
1: and the the how was the back? Everything was clean, right? Did were you guys were you guys happy how I got it to the, the the center?
5: Yes. I mean, you know, from what a person has to go through out on the mountain you know, you guys did an excellent job of trying to keep, you know, protecting your meat. And that's, you know, once you are successful and have got that animal down, you know, the responsibility really kicks in at that point and try to do the very best you can. And and it shows, and it showed in in the elk that uh, we processed yesterday. And uh, we cleaned up, you know, of course you're going to have some, and and we we, uh, took care of that and, and got it processed, but you know, I mean, you can't you, leaves and sticks, and I mean, we've seen it all.
1: Yeah, I didn't have any leaves there. or sticks in there, though, did I? No,
5: no, 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 no. Cause no, because I, I'm just saying that's that's what you well, you know, you just protect it, you know, against those things, mm-hmm. and, and do the best that you can, and and like I say, you know, when we saw that elk yesterday, you could tell that there was great care and caution taken in to preparing it. It took, well, we commended.
1: Yeah. We, I know it took us over three hours to cut that thing up. I mean, we cut the net meat, the neck meat off. And, uh, you know, if, when I go elk hunting, if I ever go elk hunting again, I don't, this might've been my last one, but if I can get one more in in my career, I'll probably try to do it. I'm always going to have a tarp with me because if you're on the mountain, and, you know, uh, and I don't know why I never thought about this before. We had pillowcases for meat bags. Now, yep. now that's pretty ingenious, right? Yep, yep, yep. So, we had that for the quarters, but I, I I, didn't, I'm sitting there, we're sitting there cutting this thing up. And it's like, why why didn't we bring a tarp? And it's like, from now on, I will have a tarp in my Polaris or, or whatever. It, that way I can hike back and get it. Just to keep all the stuff off the cape and everything. Because I, I tell you, what a mess.
5: What an outstanding idea.
1: Yeah. I mean, because, you know, even here in Iowa, folks, if you're going to cut your your deer up in the field um, uh, or quarter it, if you got to pack it out, bring a little light tarp with you and roll that out and then do your processing and then put your meat on there. That'll keep all the all the debris off of it, Daryl. And, you know, we, you and I have talked about this for years. If you want that meat to taste good, it all starts in the field.
5: It, that's a fact. You know. That's a fact. So you don't put it on, you don't have to take it off.
1: No. You know?
5: No. And a, a little care goes a long way. And and you know, the thing of it is is you can see it. I mean, we see it every day, you know, during the the, the season time and you know, the guy you can tell the guy that really took good care of, of you know, field dressing his deer and, and get and, you know, washing it out and getting a thing of ice in there and, you know, getting it, you know, into a cooler quick. It just When you, uh, when you process that, you know, later on in in the processing room, you can tell that deer from, you know, the, the deer that the guy didn't, you know, take the steps that he probably should have.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, you know, urban season's already in. We had our youth season muzzleloader and, uh, I know you guys have already gotten several deer in and says you guys been busy.
5: Oh my. Yep. Yesterday we, uh, processed nine beef and then we did your elk and then we did, uh, an antelope and about nine or 10 deer and mm. two bear.
1: Well, that's already, that's good.
5: Yeah, you bet. Yeah, so. it's
1: it's starting. So let's, let's, uh, season's gonna start October 1st for the, for most, for everybody here. Uh, without being urban, we had urban and youth, but regular season's gonna start this next week. Uh, I know we're gonna have a big cold, cool down, but when the temperatures pop back up again, it's so important once you find your, your deer. That you get that animal field dressed as soon as possible and get get that cavity open and let it start cooling down. Um, you know, Daryl, just when you're when you're when you're field dressing, give some quick tips, will you? What do you want to see as a processor?
5: You know, do a, a, a get him cleaned out as as quick as you can. Like you said, uh, point it down, uh, point the the rear end of the animal, you know, downhill if you can and get him opened up, and then just, you know, peel that inside out, and try to get a, a nice, clean uh, pull away. Sometimes those, uh, that diaphragm over the lungs, you know, kind of throws the guy in, and then also, you know, getting that back area, you know, completely cleaned out, that's really key. Um, <clears throat> getting, uh, if you can, at any way possible, uh, go to uh you know, home and or someplace and rinse him out with some nice cold water that will cool an animal down just about as quick as it is as you can plus it'll rinse that blood out and that blood won't dry onto the meat and uh, then you know if either get it into the cooler right away or you know put a, a bag of ice in it uh, depending on the temperature if you know if anytime it's above 40 a guy really needs to have a sense of urgency. You know, if you get fortunate enough to kill a a nice big buck, you know, or maybe it's your first buck and you're really proud of it, you know, and you want to show your friends, you know, that's awesome, you know, to want to show and share the experience with loved ones and friends. But at the same time, there's some responsibility, you know, to make sure that you take care of that animal first and, getting cleaned out, getting chilled down, then, you know, take it and and share the experience with loved ones and friends.
1: Yeah. And make sure you get that, get that pelvic bones separated. And, uh, you know, a lot of folks, and I know you and I've talked about, you know, you got to get that, that back end of that deer out of there too. And when you're field dressing, and then get, reach up there and get into the, uh, the windpipe and stuff and, you know, try to get as many vital organs out as you can, uh, and the, if you do that, it's gonna pay. It's gonna taste way better by the time you get it back into uh, the
5: freezer. There is no doubt that that is so true. They've really got to be removed. And our cooler at our new facility it, right now it's set at thirty three degrees, and that's what it's it's been running at. And so I mean, it's good and cold, and it'll chill them down. Uh, one thing that uh, we are really trying to I know it's going to be a, a change, but uh, we frowned on it before, but now we're really kind of putting our foot down. We don't want to see any meat touching the floor. And uh, what we're asking people to do, if, if they, you know, harvest a, a, a trophy animal and they want to cape it, by all means, cape it, but protect that meat. Don't just you know, throw the animal back in your truck, you know, without protecting that meat, you know, and then bringing it down to us. We need to the animal out and then uh, get some uh, plastic, um, something that would be approved to use. Oh, just go, yeah. take, just
1: go take one of the bed sheets off your bed. Your wife won't care. And, yeah, there you go. And just wrap it with the bed sheet. I mean, you know, there's always something you can find. That is, I'm yeah. getting, I can see people seething right through the radio right now. <laughs> I, uh, guys, don't do that to your wife. <laughs>
5: but we have had people use something like that, you know, yeah. an old bed sheet. You know, I mean, yeah. you're exactly right. I yeah. mean, you got to protect it. You just got to.
1: Yeah, because you don't want to, you don't want to contaminate. You owe it to the deer. Right. You know. It, you know, that's, we always say, you know, That, uh, it's, you know, you got to give reverence to the animal, right?
5: Right. And, you know, and we have regulations that we have to abide by and we are, um, we are just knocking on the, we have passed all of our inspections. We're on our last leg of being uh, a federal plant Mm. and everything's falling into place. And, you know, that's just a, a big no, no, they just, you know, no, no meat. Can be you know uh, on the floor on a concrete on you know in at at all ever. So, so for
1: all the guys and gals out there that love to deer hunt, if you're listening today, go over to Sportsman's Warehouse. Actually, I just popped into my head. They've got tarps. They've got hunting tarps that you can buy, and just keep it in the back of your truck. And then that way, if you get one, and if you are going to cape it out, you know on the tailgate or whatever, after you cape it out, then just take that tarp and wrap up the the front the front part of that deer. And then when you drop it off at the Milo Locker, zip just zip tie it shut, and uh, you'll be fine.
5: Yep. How if about zip ties or a little bit of duct tape, and
1: you're good to go. Well, oh,
5: you're good to go. You bet. Yeah. Perfect. Problem solved.
1: Yeah. All right. A fourteen and some change, Daryl. I'm going to take a real quick break. When we come back, I want to talk a little bit about some of the new stuff that you guys got at the Milo Locker this year. Okay. Perfect. And nobody's allowed to have ice cream. That ice cream machine's all 100% mine. <laughs> Every time I go down there, I get a free ice cream cone. Thanks, Angie. (laughs) (laughs) Giving
5: you the
3: thumbs up.
1: Absolutely. So we'll be right back on thirteen fifty ESPN.
3: This is outdoors Dan on Des Moines Sports Leader thirteen fifty
0: ESPN. All right, welcome
1: back to Waking Up the Outdoors at Outdoors Dan on 1350 ESPN. We're talking with Big D, Daryl, out there at the new Milo Locker in Milo, Iowa. Talking a little bit about deer processing and stuff like that. So, kind of got into uh, what we kind of needed to do. If, uh, if it's warm, you got to get that deer uh, pro- field dressed and get it to the locker or get it processed as soon as possible. And other than that, let's talk about what you get to the locker. That's when the fun starts. The fun starts because you get to choose what you want. And you guys, man, I got to tell you, when you guys moved across the street to the new facility and you started coming up with all these new brats, I didn't think I was going to like some of the brats, honestly, because it's like, what, what did you just say? But, but Daryl, I'm going to tell you something that mac and cheese broth that you guys make is amazing. <laughs>
5: Well, good, good, good. That's actually one of our new products for the for our deer customers is we're making a mac and cheese uh, deer brat.
1: It doesn't sound good. I mean, it's like, <laughs> what? oh, come on. But I tell you what, I, I've i had uh, several of them. That's one of my favorite brats I've ever ate in my life, and I love brats, man. But awesome. Aren't they good?
5: Yes, they are. I, I like them myself.
1: Yep. Yeah, the, the, my
5: belly shows it. Yeah. <laughs>
1: The picnic ones are good. The teriyaki ones are good. Um, uh, I, I, I can't. I can't eat the, the the general tau or sour or whatever those are. They're I, it's a little,
5: I, little spicy.
1: A Little spicy for me. Um,
5: and we have a jalapeno cheddar broth. That's you know, not too bad. The traditional broth, which the traditional broth is uh, also one of them we're offering uh, for our dear customers.
1: Yeah. Now that when I say it's not too bad, I mean it's not too hot.
5: Right. Right. Yep. No, I got that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And then, uh, the honey barbecue has just been one of your favorite. I mean, people love, I, I, when I go down to Kansas, if I don't bring a pack of uh, honey barbecue deer sticks, they don't let me in the door.
5: <laughs> you know, they, that really took off. We, uh, we do a lot of the honey barbecue, the, the hot pepper cheese sticks, cheddar sticks, actually our snack sticks. Are really our, our number one thing we make. We make a pile of them.
1: Yeah, I mean that's half the fun of getting a deer, you know. Yes, it, yes. Re- it really is. So, what else is new in the summer sausage side?
5: The summer sausage we didn't we didn't mess with that. We introduced the four new products this year. We're doing a, a hot dog in a in a twenty six clear uh, hot dog casing. Of course, we're doing a chili dog. And then we're doing the, the Mac and cheese bratwurst. And then we're doing the traditional bratwurst.
1: Well, what's the chili dog?
5: The chili dog is just it's in a 26 uh, millimeter casing. So it'll be, it'll look just like uh, a normal hot dog size, a little bit longer. We try to make them a little longer. So they little dog sticks out on each side of the bun. And then, uh, but it just has uh, it's, has a, a flavor of a of a chili dog it uh, without the without the beans have you ate it yet oh yeah Is it good? i haven't had it in venison okay but i've had it you know with just pork
1: okay and it tastes like a chili dog yeah okay what's angie say about that does it taste like a chili dog to her
5: does it taste like a chili dog babe yes
1: it does okay cuz i trust angie sometimes Daryl, i don't know i you know, you got that big beard on there. I don't know if it filters some of your taste buds sometimes or not. Well,
5: you know, I have a lot of people, <laughs> I have a lot of people <laughs> tell me that I'll eat, you know. I, it doesn't scare me off. I'll just
1: put it that way. <laughs> I'm just teasing. You know I love you. You bet. Yeah. You know? And then you're doing jerky and all that, right? Because Angie, Angie asked me, he goes, do you want some elk jerky? And it's like, it's not that I don't want it. I just don't know if I want to give up my elk chili meat for that.
5: Right, in your steaks.
1: Yep. Yeah, you know, yep. I love jerky, but I don't know. So, yep. so I don't know. How much of that would you needed to make some jerky?
5: Um, you know, we, we try to, we would have put it with, uh, you know, something else. But, you know, I mean, 8, 10, 12 pounds would have been nice. But uh, you, you're going to like the steaks. Yeah. You know, if, if you end up, get, you know, getting a deer or two or three,
1: well, we'll do deer you know, jerky. We'll do the. I'll have you. Jerky. There you go. I'll have you do. Yeah, I just can't do that to my elk or You know, if I get a moose, if I get a moose next year, then we'll make some moose jerky. Awesome. Yeah. So awesome. that's good. So all right. So we got the brats and the the snack sticks and uh, the summer sausage, and then yes. you know, and you know, let's talk a little bit about your deer room. You know, a lot of folks probably don't know about this. I know you guys have been doing a lot of interviews, but. You know, you got a you got a state of the art deer drop off room. It's nothing close to what it was before. I mean, you actually got a wash station and everything for the hunters.
5: Yes. Yep, just pull around onto the north side of the building and the doors uh, the girls have got it all identified and there's some uh, instructions on there what we would like to see happen and uh, just kind of some good friendly reminders about making sure your deer's tagged and been called in and properly field dressed, you know, just some good friendly reminders. And then, uh, just put it in the, the cooler. And, uh, of course, you know, we were very attentive to that cooler and, and, uh, you, you know, we get them in, get them skinned, and get them into, get them hanging. So you
1: remember a year and a half ago, was it a year and a half ago or a year ago? With you and me, Angie and I was on the porch of that place across the street and you were sitting there in the, in your little rocking chair. And you were wringing your hands and you were going, you know, I know I'm supposed to let the Lord handle all this and stuff, but I'm a little, I'm stressed out. And I said, what did I, what did I tell you? I said, yeah, everything's going to be just fine.
5: Everything's going to be fine. Yeah, yep. That was a year ago.
1: It was a year ago. You remember that, Ange? I
5: do.
1: Yeah. See, I might know, I might not know everything, but I know a few things. And I told you too to quit worrying. Everything was going to be awesome. And you've had one of the best years you've ever had.
5: That is a fact. Yes. We... We have been blessed and we,
3: we yeah,
5: amen to that. And uh, we look forward to what this year has. And you know, the CWD, we haven't heard much of that, or the EHD. I mean, uh, I talked th-
1: I talked to Dale Gardner, and by real quick, folks, um, I don't know if a lot of you all know this or not, but Dale Gardner, we're going to lose Dr. Dale Gardner tomorrow, he's retiring. Dale Gardner, I think I talked about this a couple weeks ago. Dale Gardner, in my humble opinion, is one of the best things that ever came out of the Iowa Department of Natural Resources. He has been one of the strongest advocates for our deer herd since Dr. Willie Suki passed away. Willie and him are, were best friends, and I love Willie. I miss Willie every day. Um, but we're gonna Dale 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 his retirement, and uh, as much as I hate to see him go, and I think it's gonna hurt our DNR. I'm he, whoever fills that slot. Has got some big shoes to fill. So Dale, I don't know if you're listening or not, but brother, I love you, and uh thank you for the last 20 years that you've uh, that I've got to live in Iowa and look and see what you guys have done over there. You have just been a blessing to our deer herd and our state, and we're gonna miss you, Doctor Gardner. So sorry about that, but I do. no, no,
5: you bet, you bet. We we need good people.
1: Oh, our DNR, our DNR is our 90, 99.9% of the people over there are just awesome people. And I don't care who, who you are, what you are, whatever you do in life or whatever you look like, you know, there's always going to be a few people that are not going to be up to par, but most people are good people.
5: That's a fact.
1: Yeah. And, uh, I'm telling you what, our DNR are good folks over there. So Yes, sir. Yeah.
5: They've helped us out immensely, you know, from time to time when the, the occasion arises and, and they're always there to, to assist and get you through
1: it. You know, you guys are a big you guys are a big supporter of the Hush program. Uh, how many thousands of pounds of meat did you put out last year?
5: Boy, I, I think it was like in the mid forties.
1: Forty thousand
5: yeah, something uh, like that. Man, that's
1: a that's a lot of that's a lot of venison there, Daryl.
5: It it does. It, and it feeds and we've got actually there's a group of guys that already dropped together and they did the urban hunt, and they uh, have a uh, refrigerated van, and they hunted over the weekend. And then this past Monday, they showed up with the refrigerated van and dropped off the the nine hush deer, and and uh, you know it works for them. That, that hush program is a great program.
1: Yeah, I mean you help you help people, you'll never get the meat.
5: Yeah, and these you know these guys took it serious. I mean they as i was saying earlier that you know what we like to see on on our field dressed deer that's what these guys did i mean they they took and they were properly field dressed they were wrenched out and then put in that refrigerated van till we could get them i mean they took pride in what they did and so and i think that's great here they got to do what they love to do be in the great outdoors go hunting be in god's creation have a, a good time doing it sharing memories with other people. And then you know having respect for you know the game and then also the program mm-hmm. you know what I mean because uh, that just gives the processor whether it's us or whoever it is gives us you know that that edge that we need to to be even that much more successful.
1: Well, especially with this year, I mean, folks were really struggling to you know to put food on their table, and that that Help Us Stop Hunger program. It helps so many, you know, you're talking hundreds of thousands of pounds of venison every year. So, you know, hunting, you know, hunting doesn't get the accolades it should deserve. I think more people this with the, with the COVID and everything, there's been a 30% increase nationwide of people getting out there hunting and fishing that have, haven't done it before or haven't done it in a while. So, I mean, people are out there going back in God's creation and I think the, I think it's going to get a resurgence or, um, a lift, uh, that's going to carry on for another generation or two now. So I think that's been a blessing. Everything's got a good side to it. And, uh, as much yeah. as, as much as a cruddy year, this has been, um, there has been some good blessings out of it.
5: Yes. Yes, indeed.
1: Yeah. So I hear you. All right, man. Half an hour goes so quick. I don't, you know, I don't get, to oh, talk, I don't get to talk to you anymore. Angie won't let me near you.
5: Well, you know, she does a great job. You know, she does those, those. Uh, I don't even know what they're called, Facebook Live oh, or whatever she, it is. Yeah,
1: she's the face of the locker, man. She,
5: she does a really, really good job. Yeah, so I, I get a little. I l- got to keep her, you know, happy and on the payroll.
1: I got a little alert. I get a little alert. Milo Locker's live and,
5: hi, everybody, this
1: is Angie down at the Milo Locker. And I'm going, Oh, look at her. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. She, she does a great job and you get, listen, you, you, here's one more thing. And I, this is me talking, not that, not Daryl or Angie saying this folks, you're going to see, you've already seen this happen where folks are turning back to the local butchers and processors now instead of the grocery stores, because those people like, like the Milo locker and the other supporting lockers have helped people make it through this pandemic. And I want to thank you for taking care of folks. I don't know how many times I've been down there in the last several months buying stuff myself and seeing people go in there saying we couldn't find this or we couldn't find that. And they were so grateful that you guys stayed open and, and helped everybody. And you did not raise your, your prices. You didn't price gouge and you took care of the folks. And I think people are going to remember that for a long time, you guys. And I want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart for everybody.
5: You bet. Well, we are happy to do it. And, and, you know, we're just like everybody else. You know, we're just trying to to get through this life and do the best we can. And because when it's all said and done, you got to look at that face in the mirror. Mm
1: -hmm.
5: You got to have peace.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I hate looking at my face, man.
5: (laughs) Well, that's why I have to lift it it up.
1: (laughs) Yeah. See, I wish I could grow a beard like yours. Jenny would kill me. (laughs) Yeah. So, hey, hey! real quickly, before I let you go, um, I'll tell everybody where you're at. We are
5: right on Main Street 223 on the north side, right across from the old locker. Okay. And look forward to having people come in. With, that's what's great is people coming in for the first time. They're just like, whoa, yep. this is amazing.
1: And you can get cookies barbecue sauce there now.
5: You sure can. You
1: can they so, got a whole whole thing of Boat Cookies barbecue products. And hey, did you guys get your stocking calves back in stock yet?
5: We do not, but I have seen that book here. In fact, I'm looking at it on the coffee table. She's uh, going through it, and making an order. We did.
1: Uh, Angie, please, please save me three. I need three of them, please. You bet. Thank you. you. Got it. Thank you. And then, uh, Daryl, anything else you want to tell the folks before I let you go, pal?
5: You know, if, if we do have some beef available, if somebody's wanting some beef, they could go to Milo Locker Facebook page, and it's on there. All the details are on there, and, you know, it's all locally grown beef and pork. And we, we've had a lot of new customers, and we look forward to having even some more. And it's been a pleasure this morning being with you and, and your listeners.
1: Well, you know, you're fa- you know, you're family to me, so you're welcome here anytime.
5: All right. Well, we thank you.
1: Well, you don't have to thank me. We're family, you know. And Ange, you guys are welcome. And did uh, did Ange? Did you tell him what I what I left there for him? I sure did. Yeah, he was blown away. Yeah. Did you now? Just make. I was sitting there going, now I don't think Daryl Junior would hide that from him because I I know I know Daryl Daryl Junior his eyes got real wide and it's like now you I go you make sure Dad gets to see this because this is for <laughs> this is for both of you now.
5: That was awesome. And yeah. I'm glad, you know, with my short memory, I, I'm glad just, you know, I meant to say that right off the giddy. Well, no, Thank you don't need to say, much. you
1: don't need to say what it is. It's, that's just, that's between us. But it's just like, I just want to make sure you saw it. Cause you know, Daryl, you know, he's got all them kids. He's got, you know, I don't want him out there. I don't want him out there putting 50 pounds of squirrel meat in there every day, you know,
5: I hear
1: you. <laughs> All right, I love you guys. You guys be good. We'll see you soon. And if you need anything, or if there's something going on at the locker, you want me to share with the folks, don't hesitate to reach out.
5: All right, thanks again.
1: And I'll I'll be down. Hey, my uh, when's when? Can I? I told Angie I'd pick my my elk stuff up. I went and actually bought another freezer for it. I did that. I went I went and saw my buddy David over at Lowe's in Altoona. He listens to the show, and I bought another chest freezer. So just for the elk. So I'll get that Thursday. So if I come and grab that next week uh, or a week from uh, week from today, is that a good enough, or will I need, you need you need more time?
5: That should be perfect.
1: Okay, I'll call before I drive down.
5: All right, sounds good.
1: All right, have a wonderful weekend, you guys. Love you.
5: Love you. Bye bye.
1: There he goes, Daryl from the Milo Locker. The good folks, uh, I I I can't tell you how blessed it is to be around people like that. I they're just super nice people a thirty six and some change. I got a hit quick break. We'll come back. and uh, we'll be with smoking Joel Smelter, And uh, we'll finish up with trivia here on the show on thirteen fifty
3: ESPN. You're listening to Outdoors, Dan on thirteen fifty ESPN.
1: All right, welcome back to Waking Up the Outdoors at Outdoors, Dan. Time to go over and check out old Racer X himself, smoking Joe Smelter right there. How's the, how you doing there, Racer X?
6: I'm doing good. I'm actually kind of disappointed
1: you didn't stop by this week. I told you I would. I just, I've been busy. I, I, I know. I got caught. left be, out. No, don't be left out. I just, I'm moving. Oh, no, yeah, I, I, I did get left out. You did not get left out. It's a week's not over.
6: Yeah, but you're gonna be busy. I mean you probably got like all the sports shows to I, go to gotta, and all that stuff I, for your big elk
1: and, and I mean, blah, blah, blah. You're probably blah. going to
6: like the Academy Ward. Blah, and all that blah, 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 blah.
1: I gotta I gotta do a seminar at Sportsman's at ten o'clock. I will drop some coffee off to you at, at ten o'clock. Okay. Yeah. I actually got I, I had some stuff come up that I didn't know about when I told you I tried, told you I'd be out there Thursday or Friday, but yeah. This buying this house thing's been a, it's just been a mess, man.
6: Yeah, but now you can sleep happy because you got your elk.
1: Well, I'm always happy. I got my elk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's the only thing that's keeping me sane. You I know? bet. Yeah. I bet it is. Yeah, you know, I'm sorry. I had to drop the antlers off the Dave Jones over there at Jones Brothers Taxidermy, and Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. you'll have,
6: what's that, probably a year or so before you get it back?
1: He says I'll have it back in six months.
6: What are you going to do with it? What kind of mount?
1: I'm going to do a pedestal mount pedestal mount it's going to be like on a barrel um and then it'll be turned like a hard turn with him bugling
6: yeah, yeah. oh are you gonna put like one of those are you going to have like one of those recorders in his mouth where he know whenever he hits
1: button no i thought about that but i didn't know how the dog and jenny would react to that so i you well, know. just
6: don't tell him about
1: it <laughs> no i'm not gonna
6: no <laughs> i got Jenny would call and be like dan this thing's making noise i'm like i know but that's 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 my new buddy. We yeah. talk, we yeah. communicate.
1: As soon as the TV show comes out, I'll just I'll just hit play on the TV show and I'll just have I'll I'll clip it, <laughs> and then I'll have him bugle. Every, you know, I'll put like a little monitor or something right by the pedestal, and then I'll just hit play. There you go. So I'll have him actually bugle. Well, good. Yeah, I'll figure it out somewhere or another. Now, I'm I, really
6: excited for you, by the way.
1: Well, thank you. I I appreciate that. I yeah yeah that means a lot to me. Yeah, and, my, and my, everybody kept trying to buy my trail boss while I was out there.
6: I'm sitting in one right now. I have one left.
1: <laughs> That's it? Yep. <laughs> for, for the 20s? Yep. <laughs> wow. That No more, huh?
6: No more. It's, I don't even want to tell you what it is because you'll, you'll want to come buy it, and then you'll get mad at me and all that.
1: I, stuff, I am so. so broke right now. I couldn't okay. afford to buy a rim if I wanted a rim. <laughs> <laughs> Realtor Rob has taken all of my money. He's good for it though oh he's 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 done me I, I am I've never I haven't been this poor and I don't know when I it's not good <laughs> and he's even helping you move <laughs> and he's helping me move well he should he, he drained my <laughs> bank account <laughs> so so uh so what's now the 21s what's different than the trail boss 21s
6: uh nothing too much they're gonna change the only thing that I've been informed of is they're gonna change like the Apple car and android, android auto for your phones
1: mm-hmm.
6: is it's going to be wireless so rather than have to plug it in as soon as you connect your phone to bluetooth it's all connected so
1: oh that'd be nice um
6: because i hate and those then, uh, cables man. late what's that
1: i hate those stupid cables
6: oh yeah yeah. so they're, that'd be a nice change yeah and then on some of the models they used to have or they not used to have it. they have it on the gmc sierras first was the the drop down tailgate, so the middle portion of the tailgate folds down into a step, so mm-hmm. you can step up into the truck. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to be getting that too, and so that'll be kind of later this winter, first quarter next year, when they're going to start All right. putting I'm that a- in the truck I'm
1: going to have to go get a part time job because I'm going to have to have that. So we'll
6: go to Sportsman's.
1: Well, that's probably what I'm going to end up doing: working part time at Sportsman's. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, I'm serious. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm not kidding, man. It's just like I went to the bank yesterday, and it's like they looked at me and they said, "Are you okay?" And I said, "No, <laughs> I'm not okay." <laughs> they said the color drained out of my face as they wrote that <laughs> You're check. You're all white now, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Not good. Not good. Yeah. Now, well, I'll tell you what. Uh, we'll talk next year or the year after because it's going to take me a while to replenish. My, oh no, my, that's my, fine. I just give me grief because I just happen to be sitting one as we speak. So yeah, yeah. thanks, Joe. Yeah. So no, I got coffee. So if you uh, Monday or what are you off Monday again? Nope, I'm here all next week. Okay. So if you go see Joe starting Monday, uh, I've got not only the mobile repair company uh, gift, uh, you get hat, shirt, and twenty five dollar off gift card, but you'll get a bag of coffee too. So yep. I think I got
6: uh, plenty coupons and all that stuff. So
1: yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. No, I didn't forget about you. I just got I got busy.
6: Well, good. I just I was. I was worried there for a little
1: bit. No, so. you never have to worry about me forgetting about you, Joe. Every time I go out my driveway and hug my truck, I think about you. So
6: Good, good, good. Yeah. Now we're good.
1: Yeah. yeah, but I had two guys in Colorado. Well, how many miles you got on that? I said, right at fifteen thousand. Well, you wouldn't want to sell that truck. I said, Well, how would I get back home? Well, we could come out and follow you out there to Iowa and get it. I said, I'm not selling my truck. Well, that, I love that <laughs> truck, man. The way you, I love how you got that all rigged out. And I said, well, thank you. So do I. I ain't selling my baby. It's <laughs> not for sale. No. I just sold my house. It's so not for sale. Yeah, it's crazy. It's <laughs> crazy. So uh, what's the deals right now? 100% off? Uh, minus 100% of
6: that. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, the rebates are still really, really good. And we and we got a few, we still have a few half-ton Selratas left. So uh, on the half-ton Curry Cabs, they're $5,000 in rebates. Um, that's through the end of the month. Um, I've gotten quite a few new Tahoes in too. So we are out of those for just a little bit, but we've gotten probably 60 to 70 cars dropped off in the last four or five days. So our inventory is kind of building up just a little bit. So I got quite a few Tahoes and quite a few traverses. So the inventory is uh, looking pretty good. And then the 21s will be out, uh, probably in the next month, month and a half. So they're going to start production on those Um, They're actually building them right now. so It'll just take a little bit for us to get some.
1: All right. Well, tell them where they can find you.
6: I'll be here until 6 p.m. today, 1101 Southeast, or later at The Rock.
1: All right. Well, and then go see Joe on Monday. Um, Actually, I'll be there by – if you want to come out and see Joe this afternoon after 1, he should have some stuff there for me. And I might even throw some hats and some other stuff so I don't have to move it. I'll just go see Joe after 1 o'clock today and – you can get some outdoors Dan swag. So yep, I'll be there. Uh, all right, Joey, I'll lo- just look for the palm tree and the butler. You'll find him right there.
6: Just look for Dan's uh, red carpet at the Oscars.
1: Yeah, well, <laughs> I wish. Well, first of <laughs> all, I would boycott the Oscars because I'm done with Hollywood. So you know, but you know, you want to give me a Grammy? I, I don't want any awards. Actually, the only award I get is just uh, Chief Gr- Griller or something like that. I'll I'll take the Griller Award. You know the cookies, the cookies barbecue sauce, sauce of the year award or something like that. There you
0: go. eh. See you after a
1: while, (laughs) Smelty. See ya. Thanks. There you go, Smoking Joe Smelter. We'll be right back with trivia on 1350
3: ESPN. It's Outdoors Dan on 1350 ESPN. That sound can mean
1: only one thing. The most anticipated underrated trivia game in the United States. The Outdoors Dan Trivia Challenge is up. Today's trivia is brought to you by the fine folks at Herman's Fine Jewelers. Donnie and Frank of 2900 University Avenue in West Des Moines. 222-2600. 222-2600. I just went there uh, Thursday. Dropped something off. I'm get, I got my Christmas stuff ordered. I got something for uh, Jenny. I got something for uh, somebody else. Well, me. And, uh, <laughs> They're doing some custom stuff for me, too. They can do all that for you because they do it for me. They can do it for you. 2,900 University Avenue, West Des Moines. Sweet people. They've got deals for everybody. They've got, uh, if you got stuff laying around you just don't use anymore, you need to go buy a hunting tag or whatever, you need, to need a new rod and reel, whatever. You can do whatever you want with it. They'll, they'll help you out with your treasure they just don't use anymore. Herman's Fine Jewelers. It's a one-stop jewelry shop. I promise you they'll take great care of you. And tell them I sent you. And uh, they'll love to hear that. West Des Moines, 2900 University Avenue, 222-2600. And uh, there you go, Herman's Fine Jewelers. And uh, Advanced Family Dentistry. I got to mention them real quick before we get in here because uh, how many times have you had a dentist that offered to help you move? Have you ever had a dentist help you move? Uh, Dr. Scott Obi-Wan Kenobi Yegi has offered to help me move. And Dr. TJ is right there too. That's right. Not only do they do great cosmetic dentistry, Cavities, crowns, fillings, cleanings. Not only can they help you with sleep apnea, they, they might help you move if you get to be buddies. You go in there a few times, you know, they're that friendly over there. How many times can you experience that kind of love from your dentist? Well, you'll find that over Advanced Family Dentistry. Dr. Stewart, Dr. Williams, Dr. Brandt, Dr. Yagi, all of them are great. Dr. Yagi is my dentist. He's my Jedi dentist. He uses the force to calm me down. And they're located over there at 907 North Ankeny Boulevard in Ankeny, Iowa. Hours and appointments, call them at 515-964-1490 or go check them out online anytime at Ankenysmiles.com. And don't forget, when you leave, uh, they'll say, may the floss be with you. All right, let's head over to the phones and we'll start with Tony, see what Tony is up to. Good morning, Tony. How are you? Hey, Dan. Nice one. Well, thank you, buddy. I appreciate that. Tony, I've got a Milo Deer certificate and a pound of, uh, of uh, Dunn's Brothers coffee. You want to go for that? Yeah. What noise does an elk make? <laughs> there you go. You got it, Tony. We'll, we'll talk to you after a while, buddy. Thank you. Thank you. Let's go see what Steve is up to this morning. Steve, are you there, buddy? Are you, are you on the line? Are we communicating, Steve? Did we lose Steve? Steve, call back real quick. Two four four thirteen fifty. Two four four thirteen. We have phone problems again. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's see. Let's see if that's Steve. Yeah. Is it not working? What's it, What's it up? What's it doing? Okay. I can't hear you. What's the phone doing?
2: Just keeps cutting off the line.
1: Really. Two four four thirteen fifty. Try it again, Steve. If you you gotta well. You gotta hold on, man. Yeah. Keep, that's all right. Well, maybe he's driving. Maybe he's having poor cell service Maybe that's what's going on. All right. Well, that's all right. We'll do it again next week. I will be at Sportsland's Warehouse at 10 o'clock. We're talking early deer season tactics. Come out and see me. It's all free over there in Ankeny off Oral Labor Road. Hey, be good to one another. We're all in it together. Until we meet again, God bless you, and thank you for tuning in on 1350 ESPN. Bye!